This morning I want to talk to you about one team, one purpose, one life at a time. And we are going to be looking at the passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, starting at verse number 12, reading through verse number 27. For even as the body is one, and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, whether slave or free, we were all made to drink of one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I am not a part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I am not part of the body, it is not for this reason any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But now God has placed the members, each one of them, in the body just as he desired. And if they are all one member, where would the body be? But now there are many members but one body. The eye cannot say it to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, it is much truer that the members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary, and those members of the body which deemed less honorable are those we bestow more abundant honor, and our unseemly members come to have more abundant seemliness, whereas our seemly members have no need of it. But God has so composed the body giving more abundant honor to the members which lacked that there should be no division in the body, but that the members should have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all members suffer with it. If one member is honored, all of the members rejoice with it. Now you are the body and individually members of it. Hallelujah. I hope today, although we are having fun with representing our colors, that we realize it's not these colors that make or break us at North Lake. Because as much as we have fun debating whether it's the Seahawks or the Packers. We are united as brothers in Christ. Amen? And there is a huge difference 
we are going to talk about some of these analogies drawing from a, uh, a parable, if you will, modern times of football. We all understand, and in America, we, we get a hold of that. But in this, the scripture is telling us it ought to be the same in the body of Christ. It ought to be working the same way. Do you know the body is an amazing thing? Now, you know, you you say, well, of course, Brian, it is. But really, we have in our humanistic uh, getting rid of God society uh, had to make the most glorious thing that God made. We have devalued it. Because, see, we have said there is no God, and we have become fools. Because all you need to do is look at the human body and understand this is the most miraculous thing God has ever made. There is nothing in all of creation, even with all of the planets and the stars that he has flung, even with the most intricate flower that you see, you know, I spent some time in prayer uh, just about a month ago. Go to a place where I really am able to shut myself in with the Lord. It's, it's just, it's priceless, the time. But I was sitting there and behind me, as I turned and was looking off the deck, was the most beautiful flower, white, with uh, coming up out of the white flower, there was pink and there was purple and there were parts of it that almost turned a, 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 a violet and I thought, wow, just in that little bit of in, in that little bit of detail, how could we say that there is no God? But do you realize how incredible the human body really is? I just want to have some fun with you today before we go any further because of the analogy that the scripture is using and because of we're talking about the fact that at North Lake we are one team with one purpose and it's one life at a time. But as we talk about that, let's look at some facts about the human body. Do you know that your eyes are able to distinguish between 2.5 and 7.5 million different colors. When I looked at that flower and I thought about that flower, I went, that boggles my mind. That's the God that created your eye. Hallelujah! That's the God who created your eye. Just one little part and your eye can have that many different colors. Do you know that your nose, now all of us aren't proud of our noses. <laughs> you know, Jill and I uh, uh, going uh, have been to the Philippines. The Lord has, has blessed us and it, it's been a wonderful thing to be used by the Lord, but it's been uh, also kind of funny because uh, when we, we got off the plane and we were talking with uh, Pastor Carlos and Sarah and uh, we were talking about our children and she said, you know, 
uh, here in the, in the Philippines, uh, we don't wonder what our children are going to look like. Because <laughs> they're all going to look like the same. <laughs> with squished nose and the same color eyes. But you know, God has made each one of us unique. And although you may not like your nose, do you know that your nose can make the, it can differentiate between one trillion smells? Think about that. That's amazing. That, that, I didn't even know there were that many smells out there. I'm sure I have yet to smell some of those things. Some of them I may not want to smell. That's an amazing thing. The fingers. Now, you look at the finger, you think, you know what? That's pretty rough and tumble. Some of you, especially, you work with your hands for a living. You may think, wow, you know, my hands are calloused. My hands are... Do you know that the human finger can feel the ridge as small as 13 nanometers. Now you say, well, how small is that, Pastor? I have no idea what a nano is. Okay, I'm going to explain it to you. That's 7,500 times smaller than the diameter of a human hair. That's a fact of the human body. That's insane. That's your God. Hallelujah. That's our God. That's our head. uh, That's our owner of the team. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) That's worth getting excited about. Now, they talked about different parts of the body. And certainly, you know, we look at the body and we say, well, certainly more parts of the body are more important. But as the word of God we read this morning, sometimes it's those parts that we think are a little more insignificant that can be very useful. I did not know this. Uh, One of the things I love to do is go to to the firing range and fire my gun. It's relaxing to me. Okay? But I do not use my pinky. But I realized something. Actually, I do. It doesn't, it's not used on the grip, but my pinky comes under the grip. But do you know this was a fact that really amazed me? Do you know if you lose your pinky, you lose 50% of your grip strength? I did not know that fact. That is an amazing fact. And uh, I, I've been practicing with that ever since because I, I still wonder about that. But that's what they say. If you lose your pinky, you lose 50% of your grip strength. Do you know the human heart beats 100,000 times a day? That's a lot. Do you know over the course of a year, 3 million liters of blood are pumped through the human body. That's mind-boggling. You you ready for a couple more? All right. The human femur bone, the largest bone in the human body, the compression strength, compression this way, 
Do you realize if you have a size foot of 11, I do, so size foot of 11, that... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I guess that was a fact that everybody was wondering. I don't know. (laughs) So in case you wonder, my foot size is 11. (laughs) But... Do you realize that you could literally stand on the human femur 16,000 people and still not break the bone? That's compression this way. Don't we serve an amazing God? Okay, here's the last one. Your DNA. This is a small one. But do you know your DNA, if it was uncoiled in your body, is, is about 10 billion miles long? Can you fathom that? Here's a way to grab a hold of it. If you were to go from the Earth to Pluto and back, that's how long it is. That's amazing. That's the God we serve. Hallelujah. That is the God who created you. And it is miraculous. It is a a, a body that heals itself when it's hurt. When, When something's happening, I had a moment this weekend where I hit this side of my Uh, knuckle with a crowbar and my whole body was concerned about it. (laughs) I mean everything from the bottom of the tip of my toe to the top of my head was focused on that one spot. (laughs) That's the way the word of God says we need to be in the body of Christ. You say, Pastor Brian, that will never happen. You're right, apart from the fact that the scripture, you look at it, says what? We were given what to drink? What brings us into the body, the team? The spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. It is the spirit of God that does that. How is it that you as a team are going to make it? How is it that you're going to have concern and love, deep love for one another? It is the Spirit of God that lives in you. It's the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. So let's start on our journey. One team, one purpose, one life at a time. The first thing that I want to talk to you about, like a team, comes together as one in Christ, so is the church. It's the same. If you're taking notes, make sure you follow along with us. I know I didn't hold it up today, but I hope you're taking that home. I hope you are uh, looking at that because uh, truly, truly, the analogy here, and as we are sporting all of our favorite teams... You know what a joke it would be. As good as your favorite team's quarterback is, if no one else shows up for the game, 
He's toast. Doesn't matter how good he is. Doesn't matter how many passes or touchdowns he's thrown for. If the team doesn't show up, we're in trouble. Okay? So, uh, as I talked about the human body already being amazing, we often don't value certain parts until they're gone or until something's wrong with them, or until they're not there. We do that with our human bodies. That's what Paul was trying to tell us. You know, uh, for most of us, it's maybe uh, our pinky, maybe it's our feet. You know, you really don't think much about them till you have no ability to walk. Then all of a sudden, your feet are very important. So the, the, the Word of God is telling us That like the human body, there's none of us that have the same function, the same gifting, but all of us come together in the spirit of the living God to make one team that's all headed in the same direction. We're a team. And how is it that that team is made different? It's not by green or blue. It's by the color red. And that is the blood, the blood of Jesus. It is the blood of Jesus that washes over us. And when the blood of Jesus washes over you, you are part of God's team. Hallelujah. And unlike a jersey that is easy to come off, God says he covers us with his blood forever. Hallelujah. It is a garment that he puts on. You read the scripture. We can't put it on. We can't do it, but he can. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So what is it that brings unity? It's the spirit of God. You know, our our country is, is struggling with unity. Do you know there's something about the Spirit of God that will make you and connect you closer than family. The Spirit of God connects us because we're all children of God, loved by Him. That's the Scripture. That's the power of that Scripture. God so loved the world. Every single person that as a human being on the face of the earth has value to God. They, so much so he died for them. Amen. Yes, amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And as I said, that verse number 25 and 26, just like we've all experienced our, in our body when you've hurt something, man, the rest of the body responds. Usually it's my voice first. (laughs) When something happens, boy, my voice lets the other parts of the body know, doesn't it? But the whole body then, I remember uh, recently, for those of you who remember me dropping that big glass punch bowl on my foot, I, I, I thought, nah, no big deal, hurt. But I thought, you know, but you know what? The more I walked around, the more concerned I was. You know, I'd still have numbness in that foot. 
I talked to Brian about, uh, about that. He said, you probably cut a nerve somewhere because one of the Pete's shards of glass cut down into the top of the foot. And although it didn't stay, it was deep. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it's, uh, it's amazing how the body responds. Do you know what? That's how we ought to care one for another. It, the, the, the scripture is giving us an analogy here that, that no, it doesn't mean you can be best friends and know every detail with everybody here at North Lake Church. That's, please, don't get that. Because sometimes we cop an attitude to where, you know, we walk by somebody in the hall and if they, if they are focused or don't say hi the exact way you want, we, we take up an offense. That's not what Paul's talking about here. Paul's talking about the fact that really when, when a member's in trouble, it, it, it affects us too. Because that's a member of our team. That's part of the body of Christ. And that's what Paul was talking about. There's lots of scriptures there for you to see talking about the fact that as we come together, we are all one in Jesus. But Romans 12, 4 through 6 says this, For just as we have many members in one body and all the members do not have the same function, so we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. When, you're, when your finger is going over the ridge of something, you feel it, you know it, your brain tells you. The whole body is aware. Oh, that we would be like that in the body of Christ. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Amen. All right, number two. As a team, football team has a clear purpose, so the body under Christ. Now, we all understand, and we're, we're, it's fall, we're, we're all cheering our teams on. What is it that they're doing? They, their purpose is to get more points on the board. At the end of that whistle, that they have as many and hopefully more than the opponent. Okay? With, what is the purpose then? Well, it's to advance to the next game, to get one more win. And what is it then? Well, it's to advance and continue so that you can go to the big game. Now, there's nobody who enjoys a Super Bowl more than me. If you've never witnessed that, you need to come. <laughs> because I, I get excited. Uh, but you know what? Very few people off the street. I, I, I could be wrong, but unless you have a phone where you can immediately punch it in, I don't know if any of us can remember who won the Super Bowl 17 years ago. I just doubt it. Okay? We have one. But let me ask you this. What's the significance of that? Nothing. In the light of eternity, and I hate to break all of our football bubbles today, but who cares? I mean, I understand, uh, you know, I, I, again, don't say, now, Pastor uh, told us all to go home and never watch another football game. 
not what I'm telling you. I'm telling you in light of God and eternity, we need to put the proper weight on the proper things. And in our country, we really need to see that. Oh, that we would have as many at prayer tomorrow at 6 as there will be watching a football game this afternoon. Oh, it's quiet. See, getting up and being a part of that is going to take a sacrifice. It's going to take, it's going to cost you something. But you know what? It's eternal value. Eternal value. And so that's where we have to see. And here I say, just like we have in a football game, an owner, a coach, and players... God is the owner of it all. He has appointed his son to be the head coach of the church. And we are members of it. And just like the coach who sends in the play and says, this is what we're going to do. Jesus gave us clarity of purpose. And that purpose is to win as many as possible. It's about salvation. That's what it's about. It's about one more being covered with the blood of Jesus. That is the purpose of us being the team in everything we do, in all that we train about. What are we training for? What are we gaining knowledge for? It isn't for us to hang our hat and say, I never missed a uh, life group for 50 years. It's, do you know what? I trained myself so that I could win one more to Jesus. I trained, I studied the word so that when I ran into my neighbor, the spirit would bring that back to my remembrance and I'd be able to share the gospel with them. It's about that one more person that is going to receive Jesus in their heart. It's about the the mission until he comes. It's about seeking and looking for the lost. Luke chapter 19, verses 9 and 10 says that was Jesus' purpose. He says, I have come to seek and to save what was lost. That is the purpose of the church, to seek and to save what was lost. And as long as they're lost, we need to continue to seek. And until he comes, till he blows the whistle... And I got news for you, for anybody who's following somebody even who's on Fox News. No one knows when the world's going to end but him. (laughs) Relax. (laughs) Now, I don't know when it's going to happen, but you can make sure one thing. says God the Father is the one that knows. And he's the one that's going to say, son, it's time. Go get him. And he's going to call us home. Until then, we're still on the field playing for Jesus. Till then, we're still 
playing for the Lord. All right. So let's look then if it's about as one team with one purpose, what is it then about? How do we accomplish that? Well, before we do that, let's look at John 20, 21 that talks about our purpose. These are the most powerful words I think we can use for this. John 20, 21 says, Therefore Jesus said to them, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. That is the most powerful words for us doing what the purpose is. Jesus said, I've come to seek and to save what was lost. He said, as the Father has sent me, now I'm sending you. That's the purpose. All right, let's talk about the third thing, and that is, as the team advances ahead, all of us know, one yard, one Uh, first down, one touchdown, one game at a time. So the church, one life at a time. Do you hear that? So the church, one life at a time. When our football team is playing, I've never seen people get so excited over sometimes one inch of moving the ball in my life. Now, I, I will admit to you, I've been one of those people. <laughs> but do you hear what I'm saying? Could we as the body of Christ encourage and be as excited as that? Even if we move the football an inch... In the kingdom of God, could we be that excited that we say, yes, Lord, one more first down, we're moving ahead. Hallelujah. You say, Pastor Brian, you're excited about this. Man, there is nothing worth getting excited about like the kingdom of God because it's eternal value. It's not going to be, do you remember some years ago who won... I was talking with someone this week about the fact that, you know, the funny thing about sports, even, uh, you know, years ago, it could be that a long football career was 12, 15 years. Nowadays, you're lucky if you make it five. And you're, you're considered a has-been, used up. But do you know what? We don't have a team like that. You're not retired in the kingdom of God till the whistle blows. (laughs) No matter what position you're playing, play it with all your heart. God may at a certain time move you around a little bit, but you're on the team, you're active. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All of us moving together. And when that person, just like in the body, whether it's you're getting a, uh, has anybody ever had a uh, a hand massage? Now you think, ah, it doesn't do much for you. But I've had one of those. And I tell you, I'm I'm quite happy about it. (laughs) My, My brain says this is a good thing. My body says, wow. Now, that we could be that excited 
when someone else in the body is being blessed, when someone else, and instead of saying, well, he didn't touch me as the foot, I'll tell you. Or I wish he would have done, my back really hurts, not my hand. See, we, we need to say, Lord, help me be kingdom-minded. Help me be minded of the kingdom so that I can say, Lord, do you know when someone on the team makes a touchdown or even a first down in the Super Bowl, no one on the team at that moment really cares whether it was the quarterback or the running back or the lineman. They're all excited about the same thing. Oh, that we could do that in the body of Christ. Oh, that we could say, it doesn't matter who has the ball. It doesn't matter who advances it. Praise God, it affects the whole team. Hallelujah. One more into the kingdom of God. And it affects the whole team. Praise the Lord. Well, let's read that, the fact that it's about one life at a time. What man among you has a hundred sheep and has lost one of them that does not leave the ninety-nine in the open pasture and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? When he's found it, he lays it on his shoulders rejoicing. And when he comes home, he calls together his friends, his neighbors, saying to them, rejoice with me. What we do is we just yell at our friends and neighbors and say, did you see that? (laughs) in the football game, but oh, that we would be that excited about Jesus, about someone coming into the kingdom. Amen? Amen. Jesus says, I tell you the truth, that same way there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous persons who do not need to repent. What is he saying? He's saying it's about building and advancing the kingdom. Not that the others aren't important, but he's just saying it's one more yard. It's one more first down. It's one more touchdown. Praise the Lord. It's one more in the end zone before the ref blows the whistle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So when, Brian, when will that happen? Well, I do want to put one of those scriptures because even though... uh, You know, in football, we have a Super Bowl. But there is coming a time. This is one of my favorite scriptures because I believe this is the way God wanted it all the time. This scripture talks about that God wants to be with you and have you with him. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth passed away. And there was no longer any sea. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, made ready as a bride adorned for her husband. That's going to be beautiful. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, The tabernacle of God is among men, and he shall dwell among them, and they shall be his people, 
and God himself shall be among them. And he shall wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no longer any death. There will be no longer any mourning or crying or pain for the first things that passed away. Praise the Lord. There's coming something so much bigger than a Super Bowl you can't even imagine. There's coming a time when we're going to see him face to face. There's coming a time when we're all going to be together with him and he will be our God and we will be his people. It's going to be an incredible, incredible time. So praise the Lord that here at North Lake, we have one team. I want to tell you, as I've said in the State of the Church address, whether you've helped picking up one piece of paper or you've done something to make the the house of the Lord look good or whether you've done something else, God bless you, you're part of the team. Yes, amen. We love you. And you know what? We're all in this for the same purpose, and that is to see one more person come to Jesus. To see one more person, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a co-worker, maybe it's somebody you've been praying for, maybe it's somebody you're going to be praying for the next 30 days, but it's about one more person coming to Jesus. And then, how are we going to accomplish this? Pastor Brian, where are we going to start? This is overwhelming. Start one life at a time. Who's God placed before you? Your, your neighbors, your co-worker, your, your family member. God doesn't ask you to be overwhelmed at trying to go out and say, man, I've got to preach to everybody and win the city of Camas. That'd be great. I think that's a worthwhile goal. But how will it happen one life at a time? You hear what I'm saying? God will say, If you really want to be part of my kingdom, would you start by telling your family member that needs a a relationship with me? Would you tell them what I've done in you, the joy and the peace that I've given you? Would you start there? Would you start with that coworker that I've given you that spot, that influence? Would you start by just sharing, asking me, and I'll speak to you what to say? That's what the scripture says he promises. One life at a time. That's how we do it. One team. One purpose. One life at a time. Bow your head with me. I want to ask a question. Maybe you're here this morning and you're saying, I don't feel like I'm really, I, I do. am I part of God's team? I don't know. You can walk out of this worship center not having any question, but knowing that you are on God's team. 
You say, would God even want me? I don't, I don't have anything to offer. None of us did. I'll tell you what I did have to give up, though. I had to bring him my sin. I had to bring him my brokenness. I had to bring him my anger. I had to bring him all those shameful things. And I said, God, I don't know what to do with these things. He said, I do. I'll let the blood of my son cover them. And I'll cover you with a big hug. And say, welcome into the family. You say, Pastor, is it really that simple? Will that really just take care of all of that? No, but the blood does. <laughs> the blood forgives you. The blood is powerful. We sang about it today. The blood is what sets you free. It's the blood of Jesus. So I'm going to ask, is there anyone here today you will say, Pastor Brian, I've never confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and believed in my heart. Or maybe you've said, I did that as a child or I did that so many years ago. I I've been away from the Lord so long, I don't even know anymore. You can know beyond the shadow of a doubt. So I'm going to ask, is there anyone here? anyone who would say to me, Pastor Brian, will you pray with me? I want to be on God's team. I don't want to guess. I don't want to wonder. I want to know I'm part. Would you slip your hand up? I want to pray with you. Anyone here? Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Then I'm going to say this, church. We're all part of God's family. And what an incredible family it is. I love North Lake Church because we want to do the will of God. And I'm telling you, there's nothing more exciting than doing the will of God. All right, North Lake, would you stand with me then this morning? This is what I'm going to ask you. I know it's a little bit different. But I'm going to say, don't question whether God has you part of his team. He does. Whatever it is in your gifting and your talent, minister to the body of Christ. And never Get off the purpose for which God's called us as a team. And that is one life at a time. Amen. That Jesus would be in the hearts of people. Amen. 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 I want to remind you, out in the foyer, we have sign-ups for connection groups. Relationship is one of our core values. If you're here at North Lake Church and you're not, you know, not uh, connecting or you just want to connect with some new people and love on people, this is an incredible way. From exercise to Bible study to worship, there is a connection group out in that foyer for you. Make sure you stop, 
Sign up for one. They're happening on different nights. I love you. God bless you. Have a great week.